He's the first cruise out of Galveston. So he's the guinea pig post-COVID in the cruise industry. But I'm here with Ward White's and EP Garth uh, for the rest of the week. We'll be taking you four to six Tuesday through Friday. Um, we'll have Lonnie Judd in the next segment. He's the head coach and athletic director at Moody High School, just down the road from my hometown of McGregor. Ward, how was your uh, 4th of July weekend? Outstanding. How about yours? It was good. Um, so are you are you the guy that gets behind the grill? Yes. Okay. What did you uh, did you grill out on the fourth for the, for the family? I did. I actually did. Uh, in fact, I didn't use the grill. I used the smoker. Did uh, some ribs and sausage, and uh, had some potatoes with that, and uh, and had some baked beans. So we did it up. We that's did pre- it up. That's pretty good. Um, I am. We were with my wife's family, so I'm not the grill guy in that situation. If it's my immediate family, I'll take over. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's kind of like. It's by default. It's sort of like being the best Kansas football player. It's just, <laughs> it's not, it's not really an honor. It's just my dad doesn't like to mess with it. So okay, I'll do it if I have to. Right. Uh, but I wouldn't consider myself someone who does a, a fantastic job. So I was grateful that someone else handled that, and I hope everyone else had a good holiday of the weekend. Do you watch the hot dog eating contest on the fourth? I do not. I, I don't stop down. I did for years, and I've got away from it because you kind of know what's going to happen over the last. I don't know, 10 years now. The guy's going to try to outdo his own record, and nobody else really cares. <laughs> Is Joey Chestnut hurting the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest? 254-662-1660. Did not expect that to come up. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he does dominate that thing. For a long time, it was Kobayashi. Right. And now he's taking that mantle. Uh, I did not watch it this year. I'll watch it if it's on. It's not like I'm going to turn it. Like, I don't know what you don't time it is. stop down for it. No, I'm not planning my day around it. It is fascinating, though, how because I mean I I'm someone who likes to eat. Like I'm I'm not. Some people say I forgot to eat today. That's never been a problem for me. <laughs> you never never just said, yeah. Oh wow, I didn't eat. No, now maybe I'm too busy to go get a meal. Right. But that's even that's rare. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop and get some food. Uh, but I can't imagine eating seventy six hot dogs or whatever it is. No. Over a ten minute span. That sounds pretty miserable. EP, did you have a good holiday weekend? Uh, yes, I did. It, I, I did a lot of cooking. Are you? Do you hop on the grill, or were you just cooking in the kitchen over the stove? How, how did you work? Well, let's the see. One day, uh, uh, let's see, Saturday, I did uh, the biggest part, and that was smoking the brisket, and I did that for about 10, 12 hours. Oh, okay, yeah. And then uh, the day before, I cooked the uh, potato salad and beans, and then uh, sat, uh, see, Sunday morning, uh, then I uh, smoked the... Uh, ribs and chicken and so we were all ready for uh, the afternoon meal with uh, brisket ribs chicken potato salad and beans and it was delicious man i forgot nice. EP was like a amazing cook so I'm, i wish i was at his house for the holiday <laughs> um what did y'all have we had burgers and hot dogs it was good go. that's, yeah, that's it was traditional it was of July. yeah we didn't really go over the top but it was good it's traditional i just did the ribs because i had to do yard work at the same time and so um, i thought I'll throw these on the smoker. They'll take care of themselves, and I won't have to mess with it. And by the time we get through doing the yards, well, we'll be ready to eat. You have too much responsibility, War, at your at your parents' house. <laughs> I enjoy doing it. So. You do, and, and you it's do not really well. a responsibility if you like it. That's right? true. That's that's what they say. Um, it is game time on ESPN Central Texas. We're gonna have Lonnie Judd, as I said, in this next segment. But NBA Finals are actually tonight, and. I was curious. I'd love to hear from our audience. 
1660 is where you can text us. You can also call us if you prefer to do that. We got Suns Bucks tonight. It's not the sexiest matchup the NBA's ever produced. No. Now, I mean, it's it's been an in, it's been an injury riddled playoff run. You know, Anthony Davis went down, LeBron went down, Kawhi, Trey Young missed some time. Giannis is questionable for tonight. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, I imagine he might give it a go. I don't know how effective he'll be. And I'd say part of the reason I'm maybe not as excited as I typically would be is I honestly think whether Giannis is healthy or not, I feel like the Suns are just a much better team. And I don't see this being a super competitive finals. But I was just wondering, and let me know, 254-662-1660, is the lack of star power. And I know Chris Paul is, I mean, he's on commercials. He has been in the NBA for a number of years. Great player. Does the lack of star power, does it lessen your excitement for the finals? So, like, Ward, I know you're not a huge NBA guy, at least the current NBA. Right. Are you going to – but you would typically watch the finals. Are you going to tune in for a few games? I'm going to be locked in on this one. Locked in, okay. Because of the fact that it's not the usual suspects. I like the aspect of not having LeBron James and and those guys there. Uh, And and I think it's good for the game, honestly, in in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because of the fact that it's not the usual suspects. I, I don't I don't want to say that I got tired of seeing them all the time, but you kind of knew. I mean, there was there was a stretch there, and you and I have talked about this before. There was a stretch in there that even before opening night and the tip-off, you already had LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors and, and Seth in the finals. Mm-hmm. You knew where you were going at the end of the season. You just had to find a way to get there. And to me... I didn't, I didn't like that as much. There wasn't much parity in the NBA. Now, I don't know if there's a lot of parity in the NBA right now mm-hmm. because of the super teams, but at least we're seeing something different, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, so two five four six six two sixteen sixty. are you excited? Does the new blood, I guess, uh, the, the different teams, the different matchup, does that excite you? Or does it lessen your excitement? You're right. And for a long time in the East, it was basically wherever LeBron was. That's it. They were going to be the team. Mm -hmm. Miami, Cleveland. For a few years, it was just Cavs, Warriors, lock it down. Mm -hmm. And you had Toronto sprinkled in there the year KD got hurt and they won it all. So maybe it is a good thing. I'll say this. You know, in the fall, people really made a lot of the ratings were down in the NBA. Right. Now, folks had their reasons for it. I I know popular ideas to why it was down was listen the nba they have leaned into social activism and politics probably more than any other professional sports league but i really think it was just the fact that they were playing in the middle of football season that's exactly what it was and i agree with you 100 percent. they were they were overlapping with other sports that they don't normally overlap with and i think that that hurt their numbers Mm -hmm. and and the fact that we just also just finished an NBA quote unquote season. Right. I mean, some people may have got tired of it. And I'll throw this out there and ask you. Also, there was a lot of folks getting out for the first time in a long time and doing other things with other people outside their homes. And I think that that, you know, not being able to do that for so long that they weren't stopping down to watch the NBA. They were going out and going to eat at restaurants and going shopping and going to grandma's house and things Mm -hmm. like that. I think that hurt their numbers. That might be the case. I think there's a lot of things at play. You know, when the pandemic started too, it was like, yeah, let's all watch something. I remember Tiger King came out on Netflix (laughs) 
like as soon as the pandemic started your and, favorite show and everybody was stuck at the house so it was kind of perfect like trashy television mm-hmm. but eventually you get tired of that but i i do remember vividly in uh in when the fi- when the western conference finals were going on back in the fall in the bubble it's uh it's lakers nuggets and it's game four it's a big game anthony davis had a three at the buzzer to give the lakers the win but it was the same night as a sunday night football game and it was just a regular season game but I was flipping back and forth, and I loved the NBA, and it was a it was a good competitive base or basketball game. But um, <laughs> like I'm flipping back and forth between Western Conference Finals, and I don't even remember what the football game was. But the NFL is it didn't just, matter. Yeah, it's just trained us so much mm-hmm. to stop down and watch football on right. Sundays that it was tough. We we got to go to break here. Leon said I'm going to watch so I can see um, which player is going to become a star. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. And the Suns have a young core. We might come back to this a little bit later um, and in the, in the show, but right now we got to get to Lonnie Judd from Moody. This is game time. Steven Simcox, Ward White's EP Garth filling in for Tom Barfield. And we'll be back shortly on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly to mostly cloudy skies tonight with a stray shower possible early. We dropped to 72 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 30% chance of a few showers in the afternoon and a high of 89. And on Thursday, partly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of an afternoon shower and a high of 90. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Hi, this is Stephen Simcox from ESPN Central Texas. I want to invite you to Heritage Creamery this Friday as the Matt Mosley Show originates from their new Woodway location. Check out Heritage Creamery's made-from-scratch cones, homemade ice cream, and fresh-baked cookies, all of their products grown here in Central Texas. Matt will be excited to meet you, the listener, starting Friday at 3 p.m. from Heritage Creamery's new location, 13701 Woodway Drive off Highway 84 in Ritchie Road. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Game one of the NBA Finals tonight with the Milwaukee Bucks at the Phoenix Suns. Tip off is at 8 o'clock. Montreal takes game four of the Stanley Cup Finals, 3 to 2. Tampa Bay now leads the finals, three games to one. Game five is Wednesday night in Tampa Bay. Jaguars quarterback and number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence signed his four-year rookie contract for $36.8 million. Texas Rangers Gallo and Garcia were selected as reserves in the All-Star game. Kyle Gibson was named to the pitching staff for the All-Star game. That game will take place in Denver on Tuesday, July 13th. Rangers will try and bounce back versus Detroit tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Astros have put together a four-game winning streak with a sweep of the Indians. They start a series with the A's tonight, 7.10 first pitch. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to Game Time. Stephen Simcox, Ward White, CP Garth here. Uh, 
Tom Barfield on vacation this week, so we're filling in, and we're happy to be joined. We've been um, sort of going around the Central Texas area over the last few weeks, and we have uh, Moody head football coach and athletic director Lonnie Judd on the phone. And, Coach, thank you for joining us. We appreciate uh, the time today. First off, I know last year was a challenge for everyone just following COVID protocols, making sure everybody was clear that, you know, people were staying healthy. Um, and, and you were walking into that situation as a – brand new coach in that in that situation i know you coached for a long time before you got to moody but how beneficial is it for you now to have a full off season and be able to get in some strength and conditioning uh with your guys as you move into the the 2021 fall fall year well the toughest thing last year was i, I took the job on on march 5th mm-hmm. and, I got, and i got to see the kids for a week we got out for spring break and then we never went back and so I didn't get to see him until, you know, summertime when we started working a little bit. And, it, you know, it's, it's just such a learning process to get to know all the kids and get to know the coaches. You know, I, I had some new coaches I was working with, and and, and it, was, it, was just, it was a tough process. It was extremely tough. How much do you build on last year, just not even looking at the games, but just looking at putting the program where you want it to be and the kids understanding what they need to do at a certain time even having practices has to be a little bit easier this year, right? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, they, uh, I know them and they know me, and, and that's what's huge right now. And, and, you know, putting in an offense and a defense. And, and I think back at last year, and, and we're to the point now where where our 7th and 8th graders know what I was having to teach the varsity last year. So, you know, it's, it's a deal that, that you know, we, we had a chance to kind of get caught up. You know, it, it, was, it was so fast and furious at the beginning last year, just trying to get something in, get ready to play that first game. And then, you know, going into games, you didn't know what players you're going to have because of COVID protocol or somebody was sitting next to somebody in school and, and, and they had to miss three games. And, and it, was, it was just a very chaotic fall to, to roll into. Well, Lottie, uh, because of our friendship, I'll follow you on social media and all the social medias that you use. And, you are a big believer in motivation, and is this something that you're trying to, uh, a way that you're uh, trying to reach your kids over there in Moody? Well, the big thing is, is, is I want to I want to just improve the Moody brand. I want I want everybody to to think of Moody as a, a positive place, and the kids are working hard, and we play extremely hard, and and you know I want I want Moody to be proud of the product that we put on the field. So I'm I'm going to promote it every chance we get. And I want to show them how hard our kids are working. And I want to show them how hard, you know, they're, they're doing their best. You know, no matter what the wins and losses say, that our kids are out there playing hard and, and putting in the time to, to be good. What did you bring with you uh, from uh, Timber Creek to, to Moody? I guess the big thing is, is, you know, we opened Timber Creek brand new, and it was just ninth and 10th graders when we opened it up. And, and, and we had some rough years starting out. I mean, we, we had to play our first varsity season with no seniors and, and line up against Toledo with Jonathan Gray and, and – and it was rough, and, and, and I think the biggest thing taught at Timber Creek was just be patient and trust the process. You know, we, we worked on building that program, and then we ended up going two rounds of playoffs and beating Arlington Martin. So it was a deal that, that we just, just be patient and trust what we're doing and, and just keep building. You know, I keep preaching to our kids at Moody. You know, our number one goal is just get better every day. You know, we're not worried about, you know, what, what we're going to do two weeks from now, what we're going to do in game four. We're worried about just, just being better tomorrow. And so every day we're just working to try to improve that. We're talking with uh, Lonnie Judd, head football coach and athletic director at Moody High School. Coach, how do you go about getting guys to believe? Because I, I imagine, as you said, that's a huge part of the first step um, is just getting them to have that confidence so they can go out and, and trust the process and win games. 
Well, I think the, the biggest thing early is they just I've got to earn the I've got to earn their trust for me, and and that that's not an easy process either. I mean, you know, they've had some really lean years at Moody, and and they've had a lot of coaches in the last six years, and so they've got to know that I'm willing to put in the time that I'm going to be there. You know, I I I, I think they need to know that you know no matter what the record ends up being that that Coach Judd's going to be back next season, and and. I think earning their trust, and, and it took it's taken some time, but I, but I think you know it's so much better now. And and once they trust me, they'll start trusting the process a little more. And and you know I know this, I, they they trust that I'm gonna do everything I can to to bring a successful program to Moody. Well, you were a Sam Houston uh, State uh, Bearcat in college, Lonnie, and uh, now you're a, a Moody Bearcat, but. Uh, that uh, national championship that Sam Houston State just won uh, must have been sweet for you alums. Yeah, that that was really cool. It was really cool because I've had some players that that, I, that contacted me that I hadn't talked to in in you know twenty five thirty years just because you know you're talking about watching the game or trying to go back to see you know go back and see things there and 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 it's exciting time. You know, anytime you know you you have a winning program, no matter what level, you know for some reason it kind of pulls everybody closer together and. and you know, Sam Houston winning that, it kind of put him on the map. Lonnie Judd, head football coach at Moody with us here on ESPN Central Texas. And, Coach, I wanted to ask you, the, this spring, you got to, I know you have to share a lot of athletes there at Moody. How much do you think that also helped your football program, having those athletes an opportunity to compete at that level and be able to be on some different fields going into the fall? That has to help you, doesn't it? Well, and then at the 2A level, everybody has to do it. And so it's a deal that, that – you know, I was amazed by it too, because you know I've spent the last you know 28 years or 27 years in the in the 5A and 6A level. So, I, you know, I was amazed at the toughness and the resiliency of our kids. I mean, I would just wear them out in off season until they couldn't even hardly stand up, and then they'd all go to track practice, and then they'd all go to baseball practice, and then someone would go to one act play after that. And you know, I was just amazed at their toughness and resiliency, and and to me that was exciting. You know, they they expect it. You know, it, it's a deal where. If you have a kid that can help you in any sport, they come out there and help you. And so, so it's, it's really exciting to see. And, 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 you know, as a kid, it's a great thing to be a part of. You're, you're, you know, at the 2A level, you got a chance to play sports that, that you might not, you know, if you were at a bigger school, you'd never have a chance to play at all. And, and so these kids get to play and, and, and compete, and, and it's just fun to watch. Coach, a really competitive district. Uh, what did you make of Hearn and Holland and Thorndale, some of the teams that you played last year? Well, they're you know they kind of set the bar, you know they're they're where we want to be at Moody. You know, Hearn is is just just loaded with athletes. I mean, they, they you know they've got athletes that would play at any level. You know, they've got athletes that play at five and six a at Hearn right now, and and they do a good job. You know, Ricky Sargent there has, has built a, a good program, and 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 the kids play hard and it's extremely talented. And and to me, the next best team in that district's Holland. You know, Brad Talbert at Holland has has really built a. a a program of tough, hard-nosed kids that work extremely hard, and, and so to me, that that's the program I look at. That you know, I'm trying to turn Moody into right now is 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 what Brad's done at, at Talbert, and I mean what Talbert's done at, at Holland, and, and he he's done an extremely good job there. You know, and then Thorndale's just the tradition there. You know, they they've always been successful at Thorndale, and 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 you know they step on the field, and they expect to win. You know, even sometimes when they not may be the most talented, they go out there and expect. And so I'm just trying to take a little piece from each each of these teams and, and try to share it with my Moody kids. 
Coach, do you coming from the bigger schools, you're used to having the spring workouts and you don't have that opportunity at the level you're at now with Moody. Do you like having that extra week or do you would you wish the UIO would say, okay, everybody gets a spring practice, even though it's probably impossible at that level because they're all doing other things like we talked about? Yeah, it would be impossible because, I mean, there's weeks in the spring with, with the 2A kids that, you know, they're playing two baseball games and running track and going to play golf and going to play tennis, and then they're involved in this. So they're, they're just way too spread out to do it. And, you know, there were years at Midway where we had a tough time having spring when, when every one of our quarterbacks was a pitcher on the baseball team and the baseball team was going <laughs> four rounds deep. So, you know, it's, t- it's tough to have spring practice with no quarterback. So, it, it, you know, even at that level it's hard. But one thing UIL has done is by allowing us to do sports-specific drills now in the summer, you know, you can do a lot of the stuff that you would do in spring training now in the summer because you've got an hour at the end of offseason, you know, during the week to, to start implementing things and start putting it in. And so, to me, that that's helped tremendously. You, I can do a ton of teaching, and, and, and we can do a lot of things all summer long now that in the past we couldn't do. Yeah, Coach, how helpful has the uh, sports-specific drills been as far as, you know, getting your guys ready for, for the upcoming season? And I guess it goes beyond just football. Oh, yeah, no, we, and when we spread it out, we'll do a day of football, we'll do a day of basketball, you know, we'll, we'll, do, some, we'll do some track stuff. We, you know, we really try to spread it out and keep it fresh for the kids. So, so there's some, they're doing something different every day. And, you know, even myself, you know, I'm traveling Monday nights to go watch them play summer basketball, and then I'll go watch another group go play summer baseball. And, and so, you know, that keeps them pretty sp- spread thin also. But, it, but it's, it's good to keep their skills sharp. You know, that way the kids don't have to show up in the fall and just be starting from scratch. You know, they've been catching the ball all summer, and they've been they've – been, They've been throwing it, and we've been running through routes and talking about schemes, and 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 it's it, it's really extremely helpful. And so for me, it's been a lifesaver. And Lonnie, uh, in your Riker days, you coached all the sports, including basketball. Last year, uh, you because of COVID, you had to uh, do some ba- uh, coach some basketball. Tell us about that okay. experience. The great thing, the great thing about two A is 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 we all just help each other. So if somebody goes down, the next guy steps up ready to ready to coach and. And, and do whatever they do. I, you know, our head coach ended up getting COVID, and so I had to help out in basketball just a little bit. And, and really, his, the JV coach was there, and so he just did it. I just sat on the bench and high-fived and encouraged and, and handed him a little water, kind of like maybe I did in the, in the real old days when I was first coaching. But when I coached at Riker, I was the head girls basketball coach for a few years, and so a lot, a lot of people don't know that. I, I used to run the clock at, at – in Keller, and they'd say, Coach Judd, what do you know about basketball? You're a football coach. And I wanted to say, well, I did win about 900 games as a ninth-grade basketball coach at Midway. So it was, it was, it was, a, it was I, I did do a little bit of basketball coaching. Coach Lonnie Judd, uh, head coach and athletic director at Moody, Texas. Hey, Coach, thank you for joining us. Good luck this upcoming season, and enjoy the rest of your summer. Hey, thank you. And, and tell everybody if you get a chance, come out and watch a little Moody football. We will, for sure. Yeah, uh, Moody Bearcats going into a, another year, and – Man, I, I didn't realize. I mean, it makes sense because it's right there, but that is a tough district. That Hearn, is a very tough district. Holland with Brad Talbert is a mm. lot better. Thorndale's always good. And then even the bottom of that district, Thrall, Bruce Folletti, Ward, I know you uh, spoke with the coach at Rosebud Lot. They're trying, they're kind mm-hmm. of in the same position as Turning the corner. They're trying to build something. So that's uh, that's a dogfight each week. That is a dogfight. That's a very, very good competitive district. And, you know, it's going to be tough for everybody every Friday night. And, you know, for him to be able to build his program, put him in a tough situation uh, last year because of the fact that he got in a little bit late. And then all of a sudden you look up and after spring break, well, we're not coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't you can't implement that. So. No, you can't. I mean, it's almost impossible. And I, I would think especially 
just knowing, like, growing up in a small town myself and knowing all the responsibilities that kids sometimes have in the summer, just kind of where you are, depending on what's going on in your life, I think it would be even harder to get things done over Zoom and track everybody down and make sure people are doing what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So a big challenge for Lonnie Judd. We'll uh, hope that this year is a little more successful from a wins perspective, but I know he's got that program going in the right direction. Um, Coming up next, I want to talk some NFL. Grumpy old fan did chime in on the text line, though, in our first segment talking about the NBA discussion. And I was asking people if they're excited about the finals tonight because it's a different finals matchup. I mean, it's Bucks suns um, It's not LeBron. It's not Steph Curry. It's not the usual sub- suspects we've seen over the past decade or so. He said the NBA playoffs take so long. Um, that's what makes me less interested in the finals. So he thinks there needs to be more parity. He also mentioned that. But also the, fi- the, the NBA playoffs in general just take way too long, mm-hmm. which I agree with that. But, I mean, the reason they're doing that is because of Money. money. More yeah. money. It comes so down to the dollar. That, that's why it's two months long, even though first round used to be best three out of five. I think they could go down to, instead of having 16 teams in the playoffs, maybe 12, and it would make a lot of sense. But they're probably not going to do that. When we come back, Aaron Rodgers made some comments over the weekend. I'll read those to you. And I want to know from Ward, does he think A-Rod will be in a Green Bay Packers uniform when the season starts? That's coming up on Game Time, ESPN Central Texas. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Game one of the NBA Finals tonight with the Milwaukee Bucks at the Phoenix Suns. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. Montreal takes game four of the Stanley Cup Finals, 3-2. to two. Tampa Bay now leads the Finals, three games to one. Game five is Wednesday night in Tampa Bay. Jaguars quarterback and number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence signed his four-year rookie contract for $36.8 million. Texas Rangers Gallo and Garcia were selected as reserves in the All-Star game. Kyle Gibson was named to the pitching staff for the All-Star Game. That game will take place in Denver on Tuesday, July 13th. Rangers will try and bounce back versus Detroit tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Astros have put together a four-game winning streak with a sweep of the Indians. They start a series with the A's tonight, 7.10 first pitch. 
Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Back here on Game Time, EP spinning the Beach Boys. I like it. I like it too. Holiday weekend, comeback music. Uh, a week from tomorrow, Tom and JMO will be out at Big 12 Media Days, which will be fun. It's Football's right around the corner, huh? Man, Lord? Big 12 Media Days already here. Can <laughs> it, you believe it? I can't, and it's weird because last year we didn't get to do it in person. No. And actually, it didn't in happen fact, at it all. it didn't happen. It was supposed to be over Zoom. They postponed it. They postponed it again. Finally, they just said... You know what? We'll talk to you in August. <laughs> Good luck. But it'll be nice to hear from the coaches, see the coaches, see some players. Uh, I'm curious to see who Baylor brings because you're, you got a quarterback battle going on. Mm-hmm. I doubt they'll bring any of those guys because you don't want to tip your hand. No, you won't do that. Um, Jalen Petrie is a good player on defense. Terrell Bernard's coming off an injury, so I don't know if they'll have him come along. Uh, but yeah, Dave Aranda, we haven't seen him in that setting, so that'll be sort of uh, intriguing to, to hear what he has to say. I want to talk some NFL in this segment, though. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to play in the match, which is going to be a charity golf exhibition. It'll be him and Tom Brady facing off with uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson. They did this last year with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and I believe it's Phil and Tiger. It was. It was very popular. Um, so that's going on again, but as part of this, he had some media availability. So, of course, people ask him, about the Green Bay Packers. Aaron reportedly wants out of Green Bay, but he hasn't really said that publicly. Um, and there's been a lot made of his offseason because he has been... I mean, I don't know what he's doing. He might be working every day um, somewhere, you know, getting ready. But at least on social media, it seems like he's spending a lot of time with his fiance Shailene Woodley, and just kind of like hiking around the country, having a good time. Which He's is a his, different cat. His business, he is a different guy. And he said that he's working on his mental health. He said, Nicole, I haven't dealt with bouts of depression or anything, uh, but I'm just working on my mental health. I'm trying to find what habits put me in the best frame of mind that allow me to feel most present in my body and the happiest. That's what I've been doing. Which, good for him. I mean, mental health is very important. I think as a society, we're people that tend to be overworked, and Aaron has the means to go out and do what he wants. Now, he has, he's been very vague about what exactly his issues are with the Packers. Mm-hmm. But Ward, he reportedly wants a trade. Obviously, Green Bay doesn't want to trade him, because why would well, you? Yeah, but you, sh- you shouldn't. You're not going to get equal value. Do you think he's in a Green Bay uniform when week one rolls around? Yes. You do? Okay. I, I do, just because Green Bay's not going to, they're not going to get what they want for him. And so right. they're not going to push that button just to say, oh, Aaron wants out, so let's let Aaron out. Well, and the that, only, That's not going to happen. The only way he can push the envelope is by holding out a training camp. He can. Which, I don't know if he'll do that. He might. But honestly, like if he misses training camp, fine. Who cares? Green Bay can still sit there and say, hey, mm-hmm. we'll, see you. we'll see you in a month. Right. As long as you're here for week one, we're good. We saw, you know, we saw Emmett Smith sit out a couple games back in the 90s, but mm-hmm. he eventually came back. The problem is the players eventually need to check. Now, I don't know where Aaron's head is. Maybe he'll put his, you know, feet in the sand on this. 
I, I just don't think that's the case. I feel like when push comes to shove, unless he's truly completely unhappy, he'll be there. I do want to know, though, 254-662-1660. This has been a very popular thing this offseason. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson wanted out. Now Deshaun has other things going on in his <laughs> yeah, life. He better quit worrying about that. He's got a legal situation that he has to take care of. Or that, you know, thing just, it has to run its course. Whether he's guilty or not, that has to come out. Nobody's going to touch him. Nobody's going to go get him before that. No. Russell Wilson kind of flirted with it, but he pulled back. As a fan, do you like that players, quarterbacks are doing this? Because we've seen it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the NBA, it's it's almost every week. Right. Somebody's wanting to get out. It's kind of making its way into the NFL. Do you, I mean, do you like, do you dislike, where do you stand on players forcing their way out with teams? Because I think in the end this gets worked out, but Aaron Rodgers is turning the heat up mm-hmm. on the Packers. And he's saying, hey, get rid of me or I'm not playing here. Again, reportedly, he hasn't said this publicly. Right. So, Ward, what do you think about guys forcing their way out when they have a contract or are under contract in those situations? I, I don't I don't personally like it. I think you should just play that contract. You signed that contract for a reason. Uh, on the other hand, and I know I'm trying to straddle the fence here a little bit, Aaron Rodgers was upset when they drafted a quarterback, and he made no bones about that right? because they didn't give him a heads up on it. I don't know if he would have been upset if he would have got a heads up or not. But that's the excuse he used, right? Mm-hmm. And so there you go with that. But then they come back around and they don't get him any help in free agency. And I think that that, to me, I would hope that that may be more of what's got the burr under the saddle for Aaron Rodgers than anything else because they, you know, they doubled down on that and still didn't get any help this year. And so maybe that's why he's going – well, look, if you're not going to give me some tools to work with, mm-hmm. what are we doing? And so now it makes it a little bit easier for me to look at that situation and go, yeah, I don't, I kind of don't blame the guy. If they're not going to give him any tools in the toolbox to work with, what is he going to do? And so that makes it a little bit different. Now, if, if it's a guy that's sitting there and has the opportunity to compete with some good pieces around him, well, then I just say shut up and play. But I almost understand a little bit what he's saying by saying, look, I, I don't have anything to work with. Yeah, I just went and got an MVP and kind of did that by myself. I really didn't have a whole lot of help. If you give me some help, maybe we can make a run at this thing. And they refused to do that. Well, and another big part of that, too, was you're right on drafting Jordan Love. And what complicated that was that was a deep wide receiver class. Very deep. And there were still a lot of options. And when they traded up, everybody thought, oh, they're going to get a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And they go and get the project quarterback. Which, you know, I mean, if you're a smart organization, you always need to have the guy waiting in the wings. Right. And if you feel like that that's the guy, if you feel like that Jordan Love is the next guy mm-hmm. that's going to take over, I'm okay with that. But then follow that up with something in the receiving core or somewhere that can help your team right now, too. Leon said, I hope Rodgers stays out so the Cowboys can make the NFC Championship game. <laughs> I think they might need more than that, but that would be a, I mean, that would be a big blow to a contender for sure. Sure. 
Uh, Grumpy Old Fan said, if ownership doesn't take winning seriously, why would the players want to stay? Yeah, I get that. Um, I mean, I, I just wouldn't say Green Bay, even if they haven't handled this situation properly, this isn't Cincinnati. I mean, like, they they want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, they're essentially owned by the fans. That's fixing to say, there's not one person that they have to answer to either, which yeah. makes it a little bit more of a u- unique situation, right? It does. Here's where I kind of stand on it. I, I don't necessarily love it, um, but I get that players have this their right to do this, as ownership has the right to say, hey, you, you know, we're going to cut you or whatever it might be, trade you, whatever the case. I think it kind of all works itself out because for every Aaron Rodgers, which, yeah, I mean, if he decides to take a big stand, Green Bay is going to be in a, a tough position because what do you do? He's good enough to command that. But you also have guys like Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon a few years ago held out in San Diego, said he wanted a new contract. And San Diego said, okay, mm-hmm. good luck. We're not paying you. Eventually, he showed up. He had a decent season there. He went on to Denver, and he's been okay. He's been a, a good player, but he never got that big payday. Uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell did this. He sat out an entire season in Pittsburgh. How'd that work out for him? And he's Le'Veon Bell is a good running back. But at the end of the day, you know, he got a big contract from the New York Jets. It wasn't what he wanted. And he's kind of washed out there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're as you're as valuable as you know your play makes you. So if you want to if you want to strong arm somebody, you can do it. But be careful. But you got to be careful. And the other funny thing I thought about, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, and maybe our audience could tell us two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Has anyone demanded to be traded from the Cowboys before? I know Emmett held out. Emmett held out. But I can't think of anybody who was like, get me out of here. And if you have a name, please send it to me on the text line. Yeah, I couldn't think of one. Craig Morton. Craig Morton. Oh, okay, with the Roger Staubach situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. That's one. But in the Jerry Jones era, I really can't think of anybody who's been like, get me out of here. No, I, I, I can't either. Now, a lot of that is typically for as much as they like to talk, ownership that is. Mm-hmm. When a player makes a demand, the Cowboys fold like a cheap tent. <laughs> they do. It might take a little while. It might be a two-week, a month-long but, but eventually, process. But, but eventually, eventually, they get what they want. Right. I.e. Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Or Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith didn't even make a demand. He was just like, I want a new contract. And they were like, okay, okay. cool. Lyle Collins. I mean, there is a culture of entitlement there, which I know Leon is probably texting me about right now because he always does. <laughs> Coming up next, Ranger Roundup. Ward, the Rangers have three All-Stars. <laughs> How? Three, baby. How? And they're only 18 and a half games back. We'll talk about <laughs> it next on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. 
UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Walking into a gym can be very intimidating and uncomfortable. Mobile Muscle can help. The importance of your health is something you can't put a price on. It's a new year, which means God is giving you the opportunity to start fresh. Life is busy and times are different. With my workout program, I customize a plan that will work specifically for you and come to you. No gym membership wasted. No workout equipment needed. No excuses. I'm Matt Cunningham, and I'm Mobile Muscle. Give me a call or text today, and let's kickstart this year off the right way. 254-716-5174. Hi, this is Stephen Simcox from ESPN Central Texas. I want to invite you to Heritage Creamery this Friday as the Matt Mosley Show originates from their new Woodway location. Check out Heritage Creamery's made-from-scratch cones, homemade ice cream, and fresh-baked cookies, all of their products grown here in Central Texas. Matt will be excited to meet you, the listener, starting Friday at 3 p.m. from Heritage Creamery's new location, 13701 Woodway Drive off Highway 84 in Ritchie Road. Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts in Child Development, Associate of Arts in Teaching, and Certificate in Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule, but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-thru, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. All right. Ranger Roundup. Tom Barfield out this week. Stephen Simcox, Ward Whites, and E.P. Garth. Rangers back in action tonight uh, against the Tigers. They started that series yesterday evening, and it did not go well for Texas in game one. It fell 7-3 to the T-Grays. Tough night at the plate. Got some runs late. But they do have some all-stars. Mm-hmm. Kyle Gibson, American League ERA leader, Kyle Gibson, by the way, headed to uh, Denver for the all-star game. Adolis Garcia, who's had an incredible first half of the season. And Joey Gallo, who has caught fire as of late. Yeah, How did he get on this list? I don't know. I'm surprised. I don't think Joey Gallo is an all-star. I don't either. Not even close to me. Now, he's got 21 home runs at the break. Well, he's got a week. Right now, he's got 21 home runs. He's at eight in the last eight games. He's hitting 233. It's terrible. But I was surprised. And somebody said, well, maybe somebody flew the theory out there that Gallo's the guy that they want in the game because he can hit the ball a million feet. So you put him on the all-star team so he can be in the home run derby? Well, he's not in the home run derby. That's my thing. 
It's like if that I want, doesn't make any sense. If I want Joey Gallo involved in All Star Weekend, it's in the Home Run Derby. Yes, because they're not going to throw many breaking balls in the dirt, so he's going to hit the ball. Mm-hmm. And when he hits the ball, he hits it a long way. And how many are they going to hit in Denver? Oh yeah, it's an event made for him. <laughs> but he's not like unless this changes in the next few days. Right now, it's Shohei Otani who is murdering baseballs right now, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Matt Olson was added today from the A's. Pete Alonzo, reigning champ. Trey Mancini, Royal, Orioles first baseman. Rocky shortstop Trevor Story and Royals catcher Salvador Perez. But like to me, yeah, Joey could be in the All Star game and he could hit a ball 450 feet. But it's also more likely that he's going to come in in a pinch hitting role and going to strike out and probably strike out. Mm-hmm. But good for him, second All Star appearance for Garcia and for Gibson. It's their first All Star appearance. So I do wonder, does this make you, I mean, I know this team's bad, but does this make you question Chris Woodward a little bit that they got three (laughs) all-stars and they're this bad? Because you would think this is a team that might only have one. What do you think, Ward? I I would think it would have to a little bit, Um, but I, I have to preference that with, I'm not a Woodward fan at all. I don't. I don't. I didn't think he was going to make it this far, and I I still didn't think he'd make it through the end of the season. Now John Daniel said, you know that that's his guy, and he's got plenty of plenty of rope, and so um, I, I guess I guess he's the guy for John Daniels, but he's not for me. And yes, to answer your question in a long roundabout way, you got three all stars, and you're terrible. I mean, you're absolute. You've got the leader in ERA on your pitching staff, and you're terrible. I mean, this baseball team plays ugly baseball, and they just, to me, they're not a good team at all. And I don't see them getting any better on any occasion. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know what to make of Chris Woodward because the roster is bad. It is. And to be fair to him, it's it's a terrible roster. They're but not, I still they're not he, trying to win right now. No, but even when he took over a team that had a little bit of a roster on it, they were a bad baseball team, right? They were. Um well they so they did this weird thing, and we we've discussed this before. They finally decided, okay, we're in full rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. The last few years they did this weird thing where they tried to rebuild but also straddle the fence and compete, and they'd signed a couple good veteran players now last season when the 60 game season rolled around they had Mike Miner and Lance Lynn and Corey Kluber and they thought with those three guys in a 60 game season maybe they could compete they could make a run at this thing and Kluber blew out his elbow or his shoulder immediately mm-hmm. Miner was not nearly as good Lance Lynn was good but it didn't really matter he was the only good player on the rotation I'll say this like I, I think they have two all-stars because I don't think Gallo's an all-star I feel like he's having a really good month mm-hmm. Adolis Garcia is a great story but they lucked into him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care I don't care what scout it was that found him. No, somebody stepped in it. You're you're not telling me that you found the twenty eight year old guy who defected from Cuba to Japan and said, Oh, this guy's a star. And I'm still skeptical. Like I love Adolis. It's an amazing story. I hope he has a great career. Need a bigger sample size though. Need right? a bigger sample size. Kyle Gibson's a legit all star. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been great. So what do you do with him, Ward? Because he's thirty three. He's never done this. Like, this is a breakthrough for him this, right. this season. And, 
like in my mind, you got to trade him because I can't imagine Kyle Gibson at 36 or 37 is going to be really good. Right. But if you let him go, you're in a really bad way. I just feel like you have to get some minor league prospects. But what do you think about that potential? I, I think there's two ways you can do it. You either look at doing exactly what you're saying, going and, and getting prospects, but you got to get the right ones. You, you've got to figure out a way to help your your rotation with him and add some arms there. Or you just say, okay, here's a guy we can build on, but we only have a limited time to build on him, so we got to go nuts with the checkbook and start putting pieces around him right now. And the Rangers aren't going to do that. So the only viable option for them is to try to move him and get what they can for him but it has to you can't just move a guy like that and get two or three four prospects if you can get that many that are going to be ready in 4 years you got to get some that are going to be ready within 2 years right no i agree with that i mean you need impact players right now yes um we'll see what they do i think you have to let him go i agree and i don't even know i like cal gibson i hope he does well I think if you're in a playoff race and he's your best pitcher, that might be a problem. But maybe I'm just, you know, no, a, he's, a downer of a Ranger fan right now. I, I get that he's pitching fantastic. He is. But if you're going to look, if a team is out there looking for him and they're a contender, he's your probably your third arm. Probably. Probably, so. probably but, your third arm. Chris Allman texted me and said Joey Gallo is terrible. Um, I'll say this. And Chris is an Astros fan, so he takes any chance to just kind of poke poke the Rangers. I think there's a place for Joey. He is a gold glove outfielder, robbed, you know, another home run last night, plus plus defender, can hit the ball a mile. When he's locked in, I get why people would fall in love with him. Right now, he's the centerpiece of that team, which is not a good a good role for him. He does not need to be no, he the guy you build the lineup around. No. Now, if you have four or five good hitters and Joey is – that you can protect Joey yeah. with? Yes, and absolutely. And Joey's hitting fifth, and all you're asking him to do is drive people in and hit home runs once every three days? That's fantastic. That's his. That's what his role needs to be. He's Adam Dunn, but a better defensive player. He's not mm-hmm. a liability on defense, which no. is rare for a guy like that. Right. But no, I don't think he's an all-star. Um, I'll quickly pass along this, because something Tom and I have been discussing the last few weeks is who is the guy that the Rangers are trying to build their team around? And obviously, it's not somebody on the major league level. So I looked today at the top prospects in the Rangers system. And I'll just tell you how they're doing right now. Josh Young, third mm-hmm. baseman from Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. He's at A Frisco. He's having a nice 2021. Just came back from injury. Has only played in 15 games. But he's hitting 300. And he has four home runs. And he's driven in 15, you know, RBIs. So nice little start to the season for Josh Young at A. And he didn't get to play minor league baseball last year because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some hope there. Sam Huff, catcher, he tore his ACL. He's just getting back from injury. He's playing in rookie ball. He had a ball 511 feet the other day. I saw that. But he's also playing in rookie ball. So, you know, right. take that for what it's worth. He's hitting rookie pitching. Yes. Cole Wynn has made 10 starts at AA Frisco and has a 2.93 ERA. He's the top pitcher in their system right now. So there's some Rangers optimism for you if you're wondering who are the guys that I could see in the next few years. They have the number Not much. Th- yes. They have the number two pick in the draft this year. 
If they do not take Kumar Rocker or Jack Leiter, I will burn the studio to the ground. <laughs> like, go. They're projected to take some high school shortstop. Take the 22-year-old college pitcher that can be up there in two years or less. Right, or less. Right? Or less. I think Jack Leiter could be in an MLB bullpen today. Kumar Rocker, maybe not, but he's got a lot of upside. But point mm-hmm. being, they pitch in the SEC for three seasons. Go get right. those guys. You need people now. Before we go to break and start hour number two, I was discussing uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, he demanded a trade in Green Bay. We were talking about if we think he'll be there next year. And we were also saying, do you like this new era of athletes that demand trades that want out of teams? And we got some response. Brandon Stone said he thinks the players need to play out their contracts and not demand to be traded. Um, And then I asked, has anybody ever asked to be traded from the Cowboys? Because... I think that's one interesting thing is you really don't get these situations with Dallas as dysfunctional as their organization can be. Folks don't usually say, Hey, I need out of here. No, they don't. And David Bass and Guy and Colleen both said Dwayne Thomas tried to force his way out back in 1972. So Mm -hmm. there you go. And EP mentioned Craig Morton, right? Which he went to the Broncos, but I'll tell you what, well, actually he went to the giants uh, before he went to the Broncos. And Mm -hmm. what was ironic about that trade is that he was traded from Dallas to the Giants and then started against the Cowboys the next Sunday. Really? Uh, yes. That's funny. That and actually happened. didn't he start for the Broncos in that Super Bowl he yes, that they yes. won? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Against the Orange Crush defense? Mm-hmm. Man, look at me and my NFL films knowledge. How about that? Thank you for chiming in, 254-662-1660. And I want to get your thoughts on another topic next. Um, so the Elite 11 went down this weekend, which is a – a big quarterback camp. Ward loves recruiting. Mm-hmm. It's his favorite thing. But what I really want to dig into is, for a long time, Texas high school football was known for, or the state of Texas was known for producing running backs, mm-hmm. offensive and defensive linemen. What's the identity of Texas high school football now? And are they a quarterback factory? Or are they becoming that? We'll talk about that next on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Heritage Creamery Woodway is now open at The Outlook, just off 84 and Ritchie Road. Come see us at our beautiful new location, where we serve all the classics, including shakes, floats, cookies, ice cream sandwiches, and plenty of kid-friendly favorites. Our products are made by hand right here in Waco, Texas, with all natural ingredients sourced locally as much as possible. We're open every day from 2 to 10. Need us to cater your event? We're ready to serve you from our new Heritage Scoop Truck. Visit heritagecreamery.com for more information. I worry about lots of things. My finances, my grandkids. If you're 65 or older, you have enough things to worry about. Pneumococcal pneumonia shouldn't be one of them. Even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for this potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. 
Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 13. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to Game Time, hour number two coming your way. It's 5 o'clock, Stephen Simcox, Ward White, T.P. Garth. And uh, Tom's on vacation, so we're taking you through the next few days, but definitely the, the last hour of today's show and the rest of the week as well. Um, we, we covered some ground in hour number one. We talked some Rangers. We do the Rangers roundup every day at 445. At 530, we'll have the grab bag, sort of an assortment of topics that we didn't get to throughout the day. But I wanted to stop down and talk some uh, football here. And Ward and EP are both high school football guys. Like, they live it, breathe it. Ward does Temple games on Friday night, so it's a great job. EP did Robinson games for us last year. He's going to do university this coming fall. So the Elite 11 camp went down over this this past week. Mm -hmm. And if you don't follow recruiting, Elite 11, when it started, it was basically just a TV program for ESPN. Trent Dilfer was out there. They'd take some of the best high school quarterbacks in the country and he would work with them and they'd film it and they'd put a show together. It's become a big deal in recruiting. Um, they they bring these kids out. They rank them. Now, Ward, I mean, it's, it's one of your least favorite things, which is football with no contact, right? Like mm-hmm. you're doing drills. You're moving around. Underwear Olympics. You're going against air, which quarterbacks should look good when they're going against air, when there's mm-hmm. not somebody in their face. But I just found this intriguing. So at the end of this, their ranking for whatever it's worth, the number one kid that came out of it, and this is the 2022 class. So the guys that are going to commit here in December and February. Cade Klubnick, who's going to go to Clemson, or he's a Clemson commit. He's from Austin Westlake. Right. We will see him week one. He might be pretty good. <laughs> uh, Connor Weigman, he's Texas A&M commit. He's from Cypress, Bridgeland, mm-hmm. which was a school I wasn't familiar with until last year, Ward, but they had a really good season. Right, they did. They lost to um, the team that beat Temple. Rockwell Heath. Rockwell Heath, yeah. Who Jay Fair's a really good receiver there. Mm-hmm. They got a great offense. But they were one of the top-ranked teams in the state going to the playoffs. And then Quinn Ewers was number four. And Quinn was originally committed to Texas. He ends up going to Ohio. He now committed to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he changes his mind again. But he finished fourth. So three of the top four guys out of the state of Texas. Now, Ward, when you were, I guess, you went to Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. When you were coming out, I know Texas has talent all over the place, but what was kind of the position that the state was known for producing great players at? Uh, probably there were several running backs and receivers. It yeah. was more in that in that realm. Um, it's always been a little bit of a a quarterback 
kind of not really a factory until the spread offenses came out. Mm -hmm. And that was in the late 80s. Right. When it started making that turn. Also, Nick Evers, who's a Florida commit, he plays at Flower Mound. He was the uh, ninth-ranked player mm -hmm. in this camp. So running back was the first thing that came to mind me for mm -hmm. me when I was thinking historically. Yeah. Because you, you had big-name running backs. And, and look, the yes. offenses were built around running backs at they that were. time. Uh, you know, Earl Campbell, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, there's, Eric, there's a number Eric, of guys. There's Eric a bunch Dickerson, of Eric Dickerson, Adrian Peterson. Adrian, yep. Even a guy like Jonathan Gray, who Coach Judd mentioned, mm -hmm. who didn't have the career that everybody thought he would after high school, but was still an absolute monster in high school. Absolutely. Cedric Benson was amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could go down the list. Yeah, there was a ton of them. But what I wonder now is, and please chime in, our audience, 254-662-1660. Is this becoming a state that produces great quarterbacks? I would also throw in wide receivers because every night when you go out on Friday nights, like what's the identity of Texas high school football? And I mean from a, what are people doing on the field? Not like I get it. It's a special thing. It's, you know, the nostalgia, mm -hmm. the way coaches and players treat it, the way the fans rally behind it. But on the field, guys are throwing it all over the yard. Right. Except at Salado. Yeah, don't call Alan Hare, I know. Don't call <laughs> up, and I know you, you do a great job with Hoyington. And there's a number of teams well, and, that still and, do. And look, that trend is going to stay relevant, but also what Coach Hare and some of the other coaches are doing, Mel Maxfield does this mm -hmm. still to this day. He runs the wing tee. Some of these coaches are going back, just like we've said years ago, that it'll revolve back around a little bit because of – it's very hard to prepare for a team like Salado in four days. Yeah. The running is. game that you don't see on a daily basis because you don't run it, so you're not working on it in the offseason. You're not working on it during one-on-one uh, -on -one drills. So you have to stop down in three days. you got to figure out what they're doing running the ball, whether it be what they're doing at Salado, whether it be somebody line up in the I formation, whether it be a wing tee, whether it be a full house backfield. You know, those things I feel like are going to come back around in high school football. But right now, it, it is a prevalent around, let's spread them out, sideline to sideline, yeah. and throw the ball. Well, and you get down to the How fast can we go? How many snaps can we get in the game? Yes. And you go down to the lower levels. I mean, you know, we see it with Crawford every year. They're going to run the football. Now, they're passing a little bit more, but it's still, mm -hmm. it's still their bread and butter is running the ball. Well, and again, that's because it's hard to prepare for a team like that in a couple of days when you yes. don't see it all the time and you don't practice against it. And there are teams, I mean, Mart runs a lot of uh, shotgun concepts, but they're still running the ball. Right. Like what they did with Roger Freeman the last few years was run the football downhill but they still have the big splits and they yes they're, they're they still standing up in, in where they can do both so as uh, you know as as fans as listeners do you think texas is becoming a quarterback factor at two five four six six two sixteen sixty because really you know i guess it started did it start at the college level ward is that where you really started seeing the big splits and the run and shoot. No, and the it started. Concepts. It started in the high school level, and it started with Art Browles at Stephenville, Texas. Okay. okay, and that's that's kind of where it started evolving, and people were looking at it, going, "What in the heck is this?" And he was, you know, they were lined up outside the hashes with the offensive line. Well, I mean, they had big splits, and yes. then you know the Art Browles rule that's in high school football now. You can't 
you can't stand over there with the coaches and then all of a sudden you're a receiver and you're going down the sidelines. Mm-hmm. You know, that was another little ploy that they had. And Leach had his spin on it. Um, right. It, and, it started evolving and, and growing rapidly. And, and he has his tree of Holgerson and all those guys that mm-hmm. came out of, of that system. Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, it was at the NFL level, there was this thought of, you know. Spread, that'll never work in the NFL. That'll never work. Spread quarterbacks can't play. If you're a spread quarterback, you're not going to be prepared. I even remember, you know, going back to when RG3 was picked, and it was the debate between him and Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. So much of that was, well, you know, Andrew was under center, and that was he was running play-action concepts and all those things. But now that's all out the window. I mean, I still think you you got to be able to throw the football, right? Like we've seen with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. If you can't pass the ball consistently, it's going to bite you. Yes. However, you are seeing teams getting the gun more. And I also, I, I, I wonder this as well. And I know there are still a ton of teams around the state that are physical. But we, we talk about the effect that spread offenses have on quarterbacks. And I guess if everybody's doing it, it doesn't really matter. But for offensive linemen, there's a huge difference between sitting back in pass protection Mm -hmm. and going downhill and just, you know, road grading people and getting them out of clearing out of the way, clearing out of the way. And I know a lot of people run more wide zone concepts, which is more about, Hooking space. the guy, space, you know, getting your helmet in the right place. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, hey, if you want to drop the guy 10 yards off the ball, it's helpful. Right. But you don't have to do that to have some lanes in front of you. Right. But it has changed now, Ward, to where, I mean, you're seeing, do you think you see more polished quarterbacks at the high school level now than you did 10, 15 years ago from a, a passing perspective, or is it just different with the concepts they're running? I think it's a little bit of both. I think you're seeing more polished, but you're also seeing the concept is different. So they're doing different things. Uh, and you have guys that are um, very athletically talented, but they can also demand they can run the ball, they can throw the ball, they can do different things with the football, mm-hmm. and they're not just one-dimensional. And right. so that makes it – a little bit different. I, I do believe that the quarterbacks in the state of Texas are coming out uh, because of the fact that they can, they understand the concept of it, but you have the seven on seven and they're working on it year round. But they're also, most of these guys that you see at the Elite 11, they just got through at the state track meet as well. They're dual sport athletes. Yeah. And a lot of places, they're not that, except in Texas. Because mm-hmm. the Texas coaches, they they encourage, even at the highest level, their athletes to play dual sports. So let's come back and, and let's dig a little more into this because three of the four guys I mentioned, only one of them staying in the state. He's going to Texas A&M. Which is a travesty. Quinn Ewers is going to Ohio State. As of now, I should say they are not signed yet. Mm-hmm. Nick Evers is headed to Florida and Klubnek uh, is right now headed to Clemson. Kate Klubnek is at Westlake. Mm-hmm. So two five four six six two sixty and 60. Why are these quarterbacks not staying in the state of Texas if these spread concepts are translating to the college level? We'll discuss that next on ESPN Central Texas. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly to mostly cloudy skies tonight with a stray shower possible early. We drop to 72 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 30% chance of a few showers in the afternoon and a high of 89. And on Thursday, partly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of an afternoon shower and a high of 90. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. You have a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something? Then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac. Game one of the NBA Finals tonight with the Milwaukee Bucks at the Phoenix Suns. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. Montreal takes game four of the Stanley Cup Finals, 3-2. to two. Tampa Bay now leads the Finals, three games to one. Game five is Wednesday night in Tampa Bay. Jaguars quarterback and number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence signed his four-year rookie contract for $36.8 million. Texas Rangers Gallo and Garcia were selected as reserves in the All-Star game. Kyle Gibson was named to the pitching staff for the All-Star game. That game will take place in Denver on Tuesday, July 13th. Rangers will try and bounce back versus Detroit tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Astros have put together a four-game winning streak with a sweep of the Indians. They start a series with the A's tonight, 7.10 first pitch. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Back on ESPN Central Texas, it's game time. Tom Barfield on vacation, so I'm Stephen Simcox, Ward White, CP Garth here. CP spinning some good tunes today, Ward. Jump by Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Before we get into our uh, segment here, we're talking some recruiting, some high school football in the state of Texas. I did want to tell you about our friends at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're your friend in the car business. It's one of the hottest months of the year, so Allen Samuels is turning up the heat, making the hottest deals around. Ram Spotlight Days. Ram is a three-peat motor trend truck of the year, back-to-back. Ram trucks are the top safety pick for trucks named in 2021. Come check out the great-looking, always reliable, built-to-haul 
It's just the truck that gives you everything you need. That's the 2021 Ram trucks. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. It's also Jeep Freedom Days. So see the decorated SUVs are available now. Jeep is built tough as nails and able to stand up against any challenge, off-road trails, city roads, whatever your next great adventure might be. These incredible 2021 deals are going on now. Stop by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. So as we're going to break, I was discussing the Elite 11 that went down this past week. Um, had a number of Texas kids, big-time quarterbacks that were in the mix there. Um, Quinn Ewers, Cade Klubnick, Nick Evers. And all those guys are quarterbacks in the state of Texas. Connor Wedgman, only one is staying in the state of Texas. Wedgman's going to go to Texas A&M. But I was wondering, you know, it's a state that obviously there's some great offensive minds here. Mm -hmm. You can stay close to home. Why are these young men not staying in Texas? Klubnick's going to go to Clemson. Evers right now is going to go to Florida. And Quinn Ewers is headed to Ohio State at the moment. Why are Texas schools having trouble convincing these kids to stay home, Ward? It's a great question. And I don't know that I have the answer to it. I, I don't understand what – I mean, I get the draw for Ohio State. I mean, that's kind of obvious. But, again, you would like to be able to keep some of those guys in your own state. And I I don't I don't know. I don't it, – is it because – um, there's only one team in the Big 12 that has gotten to the college playoffs, and mm-hmm. they're not in the state of Texas either? No, they're Oklahoma. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think that's part of it. I mean, the Big 12, like it or not, does not have a good reputation as far as winning big games. No. They haven't won a playoff game. Nope. Oklahoma's made it a few times, hasn't been able to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. And earlier we were talking about parity in uh, the NBA. Like, is it good that tonight we're getting Suns Bucks? Mm-hmm. Well, in college football, and Grumpy Old Fan, I think, made this point on the text line. You can chime in on this topic, 254-662-1660. Why do you think these top flight quarterbacks at Texas high schools are not playing their college ball here? We know in college football, Alabama, right? Right. Clemson. Mm-hmm. Ohio State. There you go. And then you throw in whoever else. Occasionally it's Georgia. But for the most part, those three schools are the ones that are going to be in the mix Mm -hmm. for a national title. So does expanding 12, does that help? I know it's not going to happen anytime soon, apparently. Yeah, I think it helps. I think it probably helps. A&M's in the SEC. Mm -hmm. They would have a better path. Of course, they have to beat Alabama. Yeah. I Which mean, is tough. It, it is very tough. But, I mean, that time is coming. I mean, I, I think that, that that's going to be an opportunity at some point. I mean, they, yeah. can't, they can't just keep going, can they? I mean, as long as Saban's there, I don't see an end in sight. But I, I get what you mean. At a certain point, somebody catches up to you. A funny thing about that, too, though, is for years, Bama did it differently than most people, which was just playing good defense, running the football. Mm-hmm. But now they're starting to get the big-time quarterbacks. Right. They're starting to dip their toe in that. Mm-hmm. So that's another school you have to compete with. But, you know, they're they're evolving with the game. 
We have Pat on hold. Is this the great Pat Kerrigan on our on our phone line right now? Well, you can not use that word great. I'm just uh, I'm just on the JV compared to you guys. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true, Pat. What's on your mind? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I went to Angelo State, and you know, <laughs> at, at the Tarleton Texans. I mean, they're you know big time A and M. So you know, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll still let you talk, Pat. What's on your mind? Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of answered the question. It's winning. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Big 12, like you said, they won a playoff game. And look at the Pac-12. You know, back if, you know a few years ago, California was cranking out all these quarterbacks. And what what's happened to California? What happened to all those guys? You know, and you listed two schools guys are going to. Ohio State and Clemson, and they're in the college football playoff, more than likely. And, you know, Oklahoma's got a guy, so nobody's going to go there. That's why Mordecai went to the SMU. So, you know, until the Big 12 can break out of the chains of the old Southwest Conference and actually win something and become relevant, if you're a kid, are you going to stay in this state? No, it's a good point. I mean, probably not. What do you think? I mean, is it – what's holding the Big 12 back from breaking through? Is it the lack of play up front? What's, what's you know, the big difference between the big boys and what we're seeing in Big 12 football right now? Well, you know, in my opinion, which, you know, that and 20 bucks will buy you a cup of coffee at Starbucks, mm-hmm. uh, is – I mean, they don't play enough defense to stop anybody. And I think that's one reason the Big 12 has a hard time getting into the playoff with four teams. They're deathly afraid that somebody's going to hang 50 on them and people will turn off the TV which because they, they just will not be tough enough to play defense. And also, you know, if you're a good defender, where are you going to go? You, know, you go to Bama. You know, or other schools, and you know, again, like y'all said many times, it's about money and TV and eyes and this and that and the other. But I, I think you know the the committee's just deathly afraid of them, you know, getting into the playoff game. And I mean, you look at right now at Baylor, you know, what's their major weaknesses up front on both sides of the ball? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, you know, you got to have dudes. And I don't care who you are, you know, if you don't got dudes, you're in trouble. I mean, Westlake and Southlake Carroll went to the state final, and they beat two teams with dudes. They beat North Shore, and they beat Duncanville. And, you know, those guys got dudes. You know how it is, Ward. I mean, when you're at Tarleton, you know, A&I had dudes, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you've got to have those guys that you can count on in any situation, and you got to have the guys up front. You win football games, it hadn't changed a lot. We were talking about the the way the game's evolved in the passing game and the spread offenses. If you can't win in the trenches, you're not going to win many football games. Right. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. And I, I think that, you know, real, right now it's two things. Of, you, know, you look at Dallas. You know, right now they're effy at left tackle. They're effy at one guard. And then they're, I think they're effing in three out of the four spots on the D line, and you know I don't, I don't know if they can win nine over under what nine nine and a half, but I mean you know 
that doesn't get a lot of press. That's that's not sexy. It's not, you know, it doesn't write headlines, you know. But, you know, you guys have covered football. You look at Salado down there. They run that slot P. Look at Liberty Hill. Those guys, you, when you play them, you better buckle up all two chin straps and you might want to add a third because you're going to get hit. And you're right, Ward. It's still up front. I mean, you can have, you know, Bob Hayes out there. But if you ain't got some King Kongs blocking for Don Meredith, then it don't really matter. Well, Pat, you're a dude. We're thankful for that. So thanks, man. No, thanks for calling in. man. No, I'm not a dude. Man, you guys are. You guys are the kings of the radio way. <laughs> there, there goes Pat Kerrigan. Appreciate him calling in. You can always do that, 254-662-1660. Covered a, a lot of things there. I do want to say, I think, now I still feel like the gap between SEC teams and Big 12 teams up front is huge, especially on the defensive line. I feel like that's where the, the biggest There's a huge difference. difference is. I brought that up before. I just Edge rushers, big defensive tackles. You see, you see some edge rushers in the league. Big defensive tackles are almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think defenses are getting better. Like Alex Grinch is trying to do something at Oklahoma. I mean, Baylor, they were not a great team last year, but the defense was pretty solid. West Virginia, Kansas State, TC were all teams with defensive coaches. I, I do think that's turning. And the funny thing is, like, SEC teams are actually going more to – Let's run, let's gun, let's score points. Mm-hmm. But the talent level is still, the, the disparity there is still big. Like, I, right. I think that's obvious to anybody, even mm-hmm. if the Big 12 is kind of changing their identity a little bit, Ward. Yeah, it is. It's obvious. And that's, you know, something else that the Big 12, out of necessity, is figuring out, okay, we can we can put up 70 points, but if we can't stop somebody from scoring 71, we're still going to lose this damn football game. Yeah, and will. they're starting to figure that out. Grumpy old fan said you can't win playoff games if you don't play in them. Big Twelve doesn't have the uh, TV exposure SEC does. Well, I mean they've played in some. Now you you could argue there's some some teams that deserve chances, like TCU and Baylor. But OU's played in a few, mm-hmm. and they their best chance was when they played Georgia with Baker Mayfield. They lost that game, mm-hmm. and then they got waxed by LSU with Jalen Hurts. That. Kyler Murray team that played Alabama, they made it a competitive game in the second half, but you could tell pretty early on that was not much of a yeah, contest. That wasn't going to happen. And other than 2014, I can't really think of other years where I was like, oh, man, the Big 12 definitely deserved to have a team mm-hmm. in the playoff. Now it's going to expand, and maybe that makes a difference. But in this four-team format, it's pretty clear they weren't they weren't good enough. No, they weren't. They absolutely weren't. And it, look – I think it expands and they'll get some teams in, but they're still going to have to. They're still going to have to be better on defense to be able to compete with those teams. And until they get elite defenses in the Big Twelve, they're not going to beat those other teams. They're just not. Yeah. No, I, I mean I agree with you, and we'll see how it plays out. But it is, I mean, it is funny that as good as offenses are in the state of Texas. At the college level, you haven't seen more quarterbacks make that move. But as we said, winning is ultimately kind of what rules today. Coming up, uh, grab bag. We'll cover some different topics. I've um, got some breaking news on the Olympics front. We'll share that next on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet Store. 
Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Good Feet Arch Supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly. The pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. When I went to the Good Feet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the arch supports. And took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac. Game one of the NBA Finals tonight with the Milwaukee Bucks at the Phoenix Suns. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. Montreal takes game four of the Stanley Cup Finals, 3-2. to two. Tampa Bay now leads the Finals, three games to one. Game five is Wednesday night in Tampa Bay. Jaguars quarterback and number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence signed his four-year rookie contract for $36.8 million. Texas Rangers Gallo and Garcia were selected as reserves in the All-Star game. Kyle Gibson was named to the pitching staff for the All-Star game. That game will take place in Denver on Tuesday, July 13th. Rangers will try and bounce back versus Detroit tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Astros have put together a four-game winning streak with a sweep of the Indians. They start a series with the A's tonight, 7.10 first pitch. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one of a kind. It's the grab bag. Since 1975. Never bad to give Schmaltz a little extra pub. (laughs) I do love their sandwiches. They have been there since 1975. I like this lounge music that we got going for the mm-hmm. grab bag. How about that? Uh, so this is basically every day at 530. And by the way, if you're just joining us, if you're on your way home, Tom Barfield's on vacation. Stephen Simcox, Ward White, CP Garth controlling things behind the board here. Uh, we're filling in for Tom as he's on a cruise this week. 
But basically, this is where we hit some topics that we didn't get to throughout the show. So I'll start with some breaking Olympics news. Sakari Richardson, who uh, won the 100-meter dash at the Olympic trials in Eugene, Oregon, was a huge story, was a, you know, a great person to root for. Um, she tested positive for marijuana at the trial, so she got suspended for 30 days, meaning she could not compete in the Olympic 100-meter uh, race. But she was potentially going to be on the 4x100 relay team, and by the time that event came around, her suspension would be up, so she would be able to run. But Ward, the uh, U.S. Track and Field Association, did not put her on the 4x100 relay roster. So Oops. she is going to miss the Tokyo Olympics completely, hmm. which is really unfortunate. And I understand, I mean, I don't think they should be testing athletes for marijuana at this point, especially in the Olympic Games, since it's legal in most states in America. But it is the rule. She broke it. She said as much. She owned up to it. I know there was some emotional distress that apparently led to it. Just really sad. And I'm surprised that they didn't put her on the team considering she had such a great time. I mean, she won the event at the Olympic trials, mm-hmm. but they decided to go in a different direction where so she's going to completely miss the 2020 uh, games. Yeah. And that's unfortunate um, that she's going to have to do that and, and not be able to be on that relay team. There was some hope that she might have an opportunity to do that because of the time that you just mentioned. Um, look, I get it from both sides of it because of the fact that, you know, if they're going to put a rule in place, you have to enforce it or yeah. why have it at all. And, you know, maybe they need to reevaluate how they're going to go about doing that from now on. And maybe, maybe this is what helps them reevaluate that and, and move on from that. Maybe so. Maybe somebody else won't have to, to deal with this moving forward. But That's unfortunate for her because she is. probably won't get another chance. No, you don't know. I mean, this is not something you do the next season. Like, the Olympics is every four right. years. Mm-hmm. So it's a long wait. Now, it, there is – it'll only be three years this time because they're not going to move the Olympics just because they're going to have it again in three years instead of the four years to try to get back right. on schedule. Right. But still, I mean, that's – anything can happen in three years. It can, and you don't know. I mean, as you said, you don't know where time's going to be then. You don't know what's going to mm-hmm. go down. So it's it's just a really um, sad situation, but she will miss the Tokyo Olympics completely after not being selected for the 4x100 relay team. Okay, I have some audio here, and let me try to set this up. It just made me laugh over the weekend. So this, about a year ago, Tom Brenneman, who was uh, the play-by-play voice for the Cincinnati Reds for a long time, he got caught on a hot mic <laughs> saying something he shouldn't have. He was let go. Is that a fear of yours? Uh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> As a producer, my bigger fear is that I would leave somebody's mic on during a game. I'd never do that. I.e. me. I'd never do that to you. <laughs> I'd never do that to you, Ward Whites. Never. So he ended up getting let go by the Reds, but the day he said this unfortunate thing on a hot mic, he apologized. So here's how it sounded when he gave his apology. I made a comment earlier tonight. That uh, I guess uh, went out over the year that I am deeply ashamed of. Um, if I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. 
And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know <laughs> if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. Okay, so the Reds are playing <laughs> the Royals. So he's apologizing. In mid-apology, like, he's the play-by-play guy. And Nick Castellanos for the Reds hits a home run. So he has to say, in the middle of his apology, and there's a drive to deep left field, and that'll be a home run. Very nonchalantly. Yeah, nonchalantly. <laughs> 4 nothing Reds. They're playing the Royals, right? Okay, they're playing the Royals. So he says this, and it's become a running joke online. It just anytime somebody has to give an apology, people will bring up this moment, which was... The moment wasn't funny, but how it happened was funny. Mm-hmm. So last night, Ro- Royals-Reds, again, mm-hmm. this is the Kansas City Royals broadcast. They are um, doing a very nice thing. There was a, a guy that worked in the clubhouse, and his father passed away recently. So he his father was a World War II veteran, a great man. His name was George A. Gorman. So they're talking about how great of a man this is and how you know they're going to miss him not being around the Royals. Nick Castellanos was at the plate. Here's how it sounded on Royals TV last night. Well, we're going to tell you about a great man, and it's a loss for the Royals family. This is George Gorman, who passed away at the age of 96. He served our country in World War II. He went to the University of Kansas, and so did his son, Pat Gorman, who's been working for the Royals in the clubhouse for 26 years wow. and that was Pat's father well, that's a great life 96 years and Pat just like his dad went to KU he also went to Bishop Ward High School there's a drive into deep left center field and there's never a great time to eulogize someone during the broadcast so <laughs> so Castellanos again <laughs> goes deep He's interrupting everybody. During this moment where they're trying to do a nice thing. And it, and they had to say, oh, and there's a drive to deep left field. And that'll be a home run. So, I don't know. Big coincidence. But same moment. Same guy, same moment. Same guy, same moment, almost a year apart. If you're trying to do something serious on a broadcast. Wait till he's not at bat. Wait till he's not at bat. <laughs> Ward, I know we do some stuff with Temple, like you'll interview people during halftime. Mm-hmm. Have you had to do that during a football broadcast before, like do a sponsorship type deal? Or no, I have not. Okay, I and have still not. still do the game, right? It's a tricky thing to do. It was just funny how it came up like that. I, I think it would be easier in in the realm of baseball uh, to be able to do that. Yeah, a little it, more laid it, back. Yeah, I mean, I've done tons of baseball games, so. I, I can't imagine trying to do that during a football game either. They might, but gosh, can you imagine just all of a sudden you just going right along, either apologizing or, or yeah, or remembering somebody, remembering someone. Then you hear the crack of the bat. <laughs> and, I mean, oh, there's another home run. Even on TV, you have to address it. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those weird balancing acts. But <laughs> strange. Yeah, Nick Castellanos, he does he does not care. He will hit home runs no matter what the situation <laughs> is. Uh SMU got a big time commitment from a five star wide receiver over the weekend. Jordan Hudson, who is a receiver out of Garland, Texas. He was originally committed to play at um Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He had interest from Alabama, Texas. Well, 
He says he's going to go play football at SMU. Now, they got to hold on to him for a couple months. Right. But this is a huge deal. He's the number 12 player in the country, according to ESPN. And one thing that SMU did a while back, they hired Rashad Samples. And at the time, Rashad was just uh, like lower-level assistant on the Texas staff. But his father is Reginald Samples at Duncanville. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously got really good connections to the Dallas area. Yes, he does. And they've really tried to brand themselves... As the University of Dallas. As the, yes, the University of Dallas, School of Dallas. And maybe it'll work. Here's, here's the thing about that. Dallas is not a college town. Not at all. SMU is in Dallas. Mm-hmm. The city of Dallas and SMU are very different. Oh, yeah. They're just very different places. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Fort Worth is not a college town. TCU happens to be in Fort Worth. Right. But there's a ton of things that happen around the city that aren't associated with the school. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how successful they'll be with that, but I will say SMU's got some momentum right now. They do. And we're actually going to talk with Billy and Body tomorrow, who covers the ponies. The other thing about SMU, too, mm-hmm. is... You know, by doing that, by putting Dallas on their front of their jersey where it normally says SMU, by using the Dallas D on their helmet, there's also a group of fans in the Dallas area, i.e. Highland Park, yeah. that it's right there by the campus, and they're starting to, it's starting to be an event to go to the SMU games. Right. And SMU is smart enough to figure that out because... A lot of times, even when the Mavs were bad and not not a good basketball team or the Stars were just getting started and they weren't a great hockey team, but going to reunion and watching those teams was, quote-unquote, an event. You wanted mm-hmm. to be seen there. And that's what SMU is trying to, to evolve. Yes, they're trying to create where – you want to be seen at the SMU games. It's a genius move by SMU because they haven't been able to fill that stadium ever no. since they built that stadium. And it's a beautiful stadium. Well, and another thing that they've done, which one with immediate eligibility happening now in all sports, one thing people were concerned about was, well, this is going to hurt smaller schools because there's the chance that you get a guy who is kind of a diamond in the rough and you develop him into a good player, and then he takes off somewhere else mm-hmm. once he gets good. The flip side of that, though, is what SMU's done with same Shane Bouchelle and Tanner Mordecai now and others is guys that get to the big school, and it doesn't work out for they whatever reason. It out. They They can't play there. Yeah, they can't play. You know, Whatever the case may be, SMU says, hey, well, come down here. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll let you play here. And it Sonny makes Dykes sense. has done a great job of doing that. He has. What is is he there long term? Because he's already done the Power Five thing, Ward. I think he is. I think he's found a place where he's comfortable, and he likes it, and he's got some of his buddies on staff, and they like it, and they're trying to treat Dallas as, you know, SMU and Dallas coincide with each other, and mm-hmm. it is is the destination place to go watch a Saturday afternoon football game. It would make, I really feel like he likes it a lot there. Yeah, it would make sense for him to stick around because he, I mean, he coached at Cal, he coached at Tech, like he's done the big school circuit. Mm-hmm. So i i would I would imagine now maybe he does jump another opportunity, but he might just be content to stay there in Dallas. June Jones had some success there for a season, and then it all just fell apart. Mm-hmm. But this is, I mean, this momentum seems much more real than what June put together 
because uh, they're actually doing it on the recruiting trail a little bit. We'll come back and close up shop. Before we do that, though, I did want to tell you about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. They've had the same ownership, same family-owned business, covering four generations. That's really rare today. Their reputation has been built one customer at a time. They have one objective, to make sure their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron, sea purling, and structural pipe. Basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, locations in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane and in Bryan. They're open Monday through Friday, 730 till 5, and Saturday 8 to noon and 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Game time. ESPN Central Texas. Stephen Simcox, Ward Weiss, and E.P. Garth filling in for Tom Barfield. We'll close up shop with this. We got game one of the finals coming up tonight. Bucks, Suns. Giannis is questionable. We'll see if he'll give it a go. I'm going to take Suns and six, whether or not he's healthy. Chris Paul making his first final appearance of his 16-year career. I asked our people earlier... Uh, and the response was pretty positive as far as having a new matchup, having another couple teams to look at besides the usual suspects. I think parity might be good for the NBA. I just wonder if the lack of star power kind of drives the uh, the eyeballs down on TV. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out over the next few weeks. But I saw this in college football. So name, image, and likeness is happening. And we're already seeing people try to push the limits. Dan Lambert, who is a gym owner in Miami and a big oh Miami Hurricane fan. Uh-oh. He has pledged $540,000 <laughs> in a slush fund, all dedicated to sponsorships for Miami football players. <laughs> it would equate to about $500 a month in endorsement deals for the Miami team. So he's going to sponsor the whole team, which is not... Illegal, apparently. I don't know 
what kind of endorsement they'll do. I don't know if they'll just be like their bags have his brand on it or what. So every player on the roster gets 500 bucks. That's the plan. I like it. I mean, if they can find somebody to do that, that's great. Sure. I mean, if you're a bored rich person and your dream is to just fund the football program, <laughs> yeah. this is your chance. If you've been doing it in the shadows for years, this is your chance to do it publicly now. Mm-hmm. This is one of the loopholes, though, that we discussed. It's going to be tricky. There's some gray area there. I mean, it's obviously good for the student-athletes, but the rich get richer in some ways. Now, Miami's been down for a long time. They were right. you saw in the 90s. They were a monster with Jimmy mm-hmm. Johnson, and they've never really been able to find that. Well, early 2000s, they had some teams that were great, yeah. but they haven't found it consistently. No. They've tried multiple coaches. hasn't worked. Manny Diaz is there now. Mm-hmm. So, hey, if maybe this is what they've been waiting for. <laughs> it's finally their time. <laughs> and I do wonder if, because you said SMU. Again, that's a school with a lot of influence. Not a big fan base, but a lot of money that gets poured into that place. Yes. So do they do better? Because maybe some booster comes along and says, well, hey. Let's do what we did back in the 80s, just above mm-hmm. board this time. I don't know. It's fascinating. But, yeah, Dan Lambert uh, already saying, here's my cash. Take it, please. Uh, take it, please. I'm going to spread it around. That's amazing. The Miami football team. <laughs> A reason to go to the U, I guess. I guess. I guess so. What that's, do you, that's pretty amazing that, that he's going to be able to just do yeah. it like that? Yeah. It, but I, look, again, that's kind of where I wanted it to go anyway, right? I mean, if you're going to do it, do it for everybody. Figure sure. out a way that everybody can get a piece of the pie. I mean, it's essentially a stipend, I guess. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the responsibility is going to be. And Derek King, the quarterback there at Miami, who used to be at Houston and played at Manville High School, um, he's got some deals. And he said he's going to try to spread the wealth around a little bit, which is his right to do. I mean, if he wants to do it that way, he can. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody will. Oh, no. No. <laughs> You're absolutely right. But it's uh, I mean, it's a nice thing if you want to help your teammates out. Uh, tonight on ESPN Central Texas, Rangers-Tigers. 6.30 broadcast, 7.05 first pitch. And we got uh, Dane Dunning on the hill. Who? Dane Dunning on okay. the hill, board. <laughs> and then back at it tomorrow afternoon with Kyle Gibson on the mound. One of the uh, three Rangers All-Stars. Also game one of the finals tonight. Ward, uh, who do you think not wins tonight, but just wins the series between the Bucks and the Suns? I'm going Suns. You're going Suns? Mm-hmm. EP? Yeah, definitely the Suns. Definitely the Suns. Yep. That'd be nice for Chris Paul, Monty Williams. There's a lot of good stories. Suns have a, a fun team. Devin Booker's a good young player. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton's kind of coming to his own. So if they end up being the team that wins it all, I'd be okay with that. I think they're the most improbable champion in a while. Even though they were a two seed, it definitely felt like even going back to that round one matchup against the uh, the Lakers, folks were counting them out. So would be cool to see them end up uh, winning the whole thing. I appreciate Lonnie Judd from Moody who hopped on with us today and uh, talked about Moody High School football and the direction of the athletic department. Also, thank you to all those who texted in your thoughts and opinions tomorrow. We'll have Billy Embody at 415. Uh, he covers SMU football, so we'll discuss the big recruit that they got over the weekend and more. And we're back local. If you missed it, we start at 2 o'clock. John Moritz from 2 to 3, Matt Mosley from 3 to 4, 
and then game time from 4 to 6, and we'll be filling in from Tom Barfield all week long. For Stephen Simcox, Ward White, and E.P. Garth, good night from ESPN Central Texas. A daily look inside Big 12 Athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Coming up.